0: Hi, this is Cena Partokia. Today we're going to be talking about batteries and electric cars. Yep, and this is Travis Peterson. Uh, I will be learning
1: more about batteries and electric cars. Uh, my background is more in uh, operations and small business and even some financials stuff. But Cena uh, knows a lot more about batteries and actually how they work.
0: Yeah, so I'm an electrical engineer, been in five different Different startups in Southern California, and we're just going to talk about startups and how they are forming our future.
1: Yeah, today we're talking about batteries, not as much of the startup stuff.
0: Yep, yep. I mean, Tesla was at some point a startup. (laughs) Okay, fair point. (laughs) So, batteries... How do these uh, batteries in our phones and our cars and all the other wireless stuff, how they work? Well, it's very simple, actually. You get a battery, the lithium-ion battery that we have almost in every computer, phone, car now. um, It consists of um, a container that has this um, electrolyte. Kind of like the Gatorade we drink, but a little different. <laughs> Actually, a lot different. <laughs> and uh, and then the lithium ion ions. They're they're where the battery's energy come from. And then also the um the anode and cathode where the lithium ions move from and to, depending on whether you're charging or discharging the battery.
1: So just to be clear, is one of those, the anodes or the cathodes, are they on opposite ends?
0: Yes. Okay. And and you basically, when you charge the battery, you move the lithium ions from the anode to the cathode, and when you discharge it, it moves back towards the anode. Okay. And one of the things about batteries is, over time, these lithium ions get stuck in the anode and cathode, and the anode and cathode usually consist of material that's very porous like uh, graphite mm-hmm. and these lithium ions go into that graphite and then they never come out which reduces the amount of charge that battery can um, give out which is what they what they call in the technical term as capacity retention so the capacity retention of a battery will keep going down the more you use it yeah and um, besides that um, the battery will should technically last forever if the ions never get stuck into the porous materials of the cathode and anode. Uh, So then when you actually charge up the battery all the way to a hundred percent, you're pushing all those lithium ions towards one direction and really squishing them towards um, one of those cathodes or anodes. And that will increase the probability of these lithium ions going into a porous side of that cathode or anode material Mm. so you never want to fully charge them or fully discharge them which is what tesla does with their cars they never actually fully charge or or discharge.
1: discharge yeah yeah well i i know i think a lot of us have well a lot of people have heard about this now with even iphones don't charge it all the way the iphone right now uh it tells like i think when you plug it in Uh, it tells you, hey, we're at sufficient charging and we're going to stop charging right now. I get a little notification. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, And so I've seen that happen more often. But it's funny. I remember, this is so long ago, just now now it's coming back to me. But I remember someone was using a power drill and they had told me that I should run it all the way to zero, and then recharge. Well, you say differently, which I'll believe you over the guy who's using the power drill.
0: (laughs) Some construction guy. Yeah, but
1: uh, what I was going to get, I know uh, earlier I had mentioned, like, to me, it's, I I feel like it's uh, a sponge almost. You get the sponge, you start using it, and you get more and more gunk in the sponge. And you can wash it all you want and get some of that off and keep using it but ultimately stuff gets in there and you're just going to stay, you're going to throw it away. It's going to get deep enough where it's not, you know, you get some grease in there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And this kind of pigtails into what we, what Elon Musk was talking about. That's going to come out soon, I guess in a couple of weeks or so. Yeah.
1: And end of September, I should know the date, but um, yeah, that his, the big battery
0: power event that they're right. That's about. gonna last like a million miles or something. I wonder how they're gonna do that. Maybe they they figured out exactly how much to charge it and discharge it, so you mm. never deplete the capacity retention, and uh, so you don't get those lithium ions stuck. But regardless of that, I think there won't be, as far as I know. I mean, I kind of I kind of did a little bit of research in batteries when I was in college and. I don't think there'll be any ridiculously new um innovations in terms of battery maybe the use of the batteries uh, the lithium lithium ion will not be going away anytime soon and um the when i was in college what we were researching was mostly the cathode and the anode material that sponge that we're talking about yeah. and how you can make it so it's still porous but it doesn't hold the lithium-ion, so the pores have to be smaller than the lithium-ion themselves. And um, I don't know. Maybe that's what Elon and Tesla are going to come out with, new cathode or anode material. Who knows? Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see. I know I mean, what's, today's the ninth, right? So I know that Lucid Motors, they're announcing their car today. They've also said um, that their car can out current uh, who knows right uh, they say that their car can outlast the tesla in terms of uh, how far it can drive but who knows like this whole battery issue and who can solve it first and get the million miles um i don't i don't really know uh, i guess the, like here's my question is like in terms of batteries how how much more efficient are they are today than 10 years ago are they moving yeah. are they moving anymore like I mean, we have Moore's law. Everyone freaks out about all the time, but yeah. battery efficiency is not moving anything like that. I no,
0: I mean the Moore's law is for transistors. Yeah, I know. how many transistors? Different fields. Yeah,
1: I'm just talking efficiencies. Like, does it even still with all this money? We're not really, we're not really doubling our efficiency.
0: Well, you're kind of constrained by the size of the lithium ion, mm-hmm. how much charge a single ion can hold, and then how much you can put. Inside the, the electrolyte and the electrolyte itself, so how well that electrolyte's um, working will be how well you can, how much more charge you can get per movement of ion inside the battery. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But not getting into the specifics and the technical details, mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to think about, you know, is our electric cars really that much more efficient? one i mean yeah making an electric car is a lot more easier and more efficient than making a gas combustion car and maintaining it for the consumer yeah definitely i mean there's a lot less moving parts you don't have to put an engine the front hood or the you know the rear of the car and transfer that power through drive shafts and differentials and transmission you go put an electric motor connected directly to the wheels and It can spin, you know, whatever RPM your wheel is spinning at Mm -hmm. and doesn't really need a transmission, doesn't really need a lot of moving parts. The motor and the wheel are very closely spaced together. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot less moving cars. And Mm -hmm. then the rest of it is just wires and batteries. Well, batteries. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And And some seats. But it, I mean,
1: it is funny because you look at today's environment, and uh, I forget who I was talking to last week. The question it was, you know, why did why has Tesla won
0: versus other people? They weren't the first with a battery powered car. No, they weren't actually. It was like back in the '70s or the '80s. Long time. They came out with electric cars. Yeah,
1: and maybe it's just a matter of marketing because he had the name and the money to push it and to hold on to it long enough.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, Elon has been one of those guys who kind of does use his fame to get what he wants. For instance, the whole uh, SpaceX thing Mm -hmm. and how um, he was able to get the contract from NASA and get a rocket to go into space and land on water. Yeah. I mean, that all comes at a price. Right. I mean, I'm sure there there are thousands of engineers who lost sleep time with their families and had to work super hard to be able to accomplish that yeah
1: uh-huh. i mean but at the same time as even with tesla elon musk wasn't famous when he really took on tesla sure he was known as like you know one of the paypal people but yep. he yep. wasn't he wasn't famous then like certainly like he, like today like he could he could move a stock with his name alone at that time i doubt i doubt anyone really cared who elon musk was
0: with tesla yeah true and then now he's got, what, three other major um, competitors going against them and making cars that are actually looking pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So we got Nikola that got bought. Or no,
1: invested. It was GM, what, the 10 or 11% investment uh, from GM. Uh, Lucid Motors, which is still private, but engineers, I believe from Tesla. I don't know how many, but that's, um, I believe, I
0: think where that's at, a rumor.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where it started. Uh, Rivian is the truck company that a lot of people know about, but the thing about them is I think they've been so hush hush, they're playing it totally differently. And yeah. I think, to, I think to their advantage, which is why be out in the public, let's just make, let's just make something great and we'll unveil it when it's ready. And and that will market itself. Exactly. I think they're, they're going to play it much differently. Um, but you know, me being uh, kind of like that stock person with Tesla, uh, you know, I'm on the, I, I know people who love this name. I get, I get texts from people, yeah. should I buy it? I, I ha- I'm always on the fence until it reaches 500, then I have to short it, but I don't, I don't understand like the stock price well, today. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, the best example I heard was the one you said the other day, if, if there's a bottle of something. And it's $10,000. Yeah. $10,000 for a bottle. And I cut that into 10 pieces and say, well, here's a tenth of it. You can pay $1,000 for that. You're technically paying the same amount.
1: Well, and it's even better than that. It's like people are willing to pay more for that tenth all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. So it doesn't, and that's what it doesn't make sense. So it's like, why would you, if, if you're not willing to spend $10,000 on a bottle, why would you spend $1,000 on a tenth of it or $1,100 on it? All of a sudden, and it seems like you're saving money. Like, I, and, anyway,
0: you know, I've I've heard crazy. people say things like, "Oh yeah, well, this guy's a genius. I would invest in him no matter what the cost." Sure. It's like, really? Is that how it works? I, I don't know. It, it sounds ludicrous to me to invest into something no matter how much it's worth.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people out there who will buy it. Well, it's people who don't understand what the price means. Five hundred dollars is less than. You know, two thousand, obviously. Uh, so it looks cheaper, and there I've seen people comment and saying, "Well, when Elon, you know, commenting Elon Musk was, you know, adding Neuralink into the Tesla, and all and like, well, that's not. Even, those are two separate things. It's not the same <laughs> yeah. thing.
0: How is that? How does that change its market value? But or and
1: they and I've seen people mention SpaceX too, and you're like, that doesn't affect Tesla at all here, and not. they certainly not their valuation today. Like my statement with Tesla is, I think i can't say it any other way than saying it's a great company that's priced (laughs) overpriced i don't know how to put it but it's priced stupidly that's it it's a great company priced stupidly so
0: yep yep and i wonder how it's gonna hold up against its competitors i mean obviously they are the kleenex Mm -hmm. of you know tissues for for electric cars and and so I wonder how their competitors are going to hold up against them and what they're going to provide that Tesla doesn't. I mean, Rivian, for instance, has got a kind of a normal looking truck going against a cyber truck, quote yeah. unquote.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I've, I own Tesla back when it was 30 bucks. I thought I was doing pretty good. I, what I sell, like want. And this is obviously before the split. Uh, Thirty, I think I, I sold it at like ninety or one ten or something. You're crazy. like I did great. <laughs> I felt really good about that. Uh, clearly, and you know, I took my my uh, took it off too early. I'm not gonna, you know, happens to the best of us. Um, but at the same time, is yeah, I look at today's uh, issue, uh, Tesla. Is it's really interesting because Tesla's going you know cheaper cars. The Model X, I'm sorry, the the three is obviously yep. a big seller for them.
0: Now I the Model Y just came out, but I, I like don't know what crossover. their margins.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the margins are on those cars. Versus, I wonder if
0: they make any money
1: at all. Uh, I think on the on the S and the more expensive ones they do, which is where. I think is the challenge here, because if Lucid Motors comes out with a car that does tackle the top-end Tesla. The Model
0: S and the Model X. Yeah, because
1: imagine, once you start taking 1% or 2% of Tesla, uh, of the ones that are profitable.
0: Now they're going to struggle. Yeah, so I think,
1: uh, and I don't know, I mean, look, Musk has thought a lot more than me about all of those numbers, but I do think those start chipping away on a relatively, on a revenue basis, small You know, start comparing it to all the other car companies, uh, especially profit-wise. But, yeah, I think uh, Lucid Motors could chip away. Nikola and Rivian could start chipping away. And, uh, you know, there's, I don't know how many others there are really coming out with electric cars. So so
0: one of the questions I always ask myself, why does someone, anyone, want an electric car? What's the driving factor? Well, I think that's...
1: Plain and simple, um, I still think it is the notion that people feel that it is better for the environment. Um, some people believe they're paying less. Is it? Well, that's what, uh, again, you're talking about what people believe in their heads yeah. or the message. Uh, and also, I think people are just tired of paying for gasoline, right? Yeah. I, and it's true. The price, like you you equate the price all in. Well, you're not really saving money. But it's, I think there's some weird mental thing that we have of paying gas twice 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 three four times a month
0: versus never paying for gas yeah you still pay for it other ways yeah, you pay for it i in mean the car. i mean the, obviously there are there are companies out there that that let you you know charge your electric vehicle for free if you mm-hmm. work there and so on and so forth not many but there are still out there so for those people okay let's let's take those people out of this conversation but for now if you really think about how the electricity is produced and how, you know, for someone plugging their car in their garage, what that, where that electricity comes from and how much of that electricity is lost during the transfer from the, the, the plant to the car and how that affects it, you'll be surprised at how economical this may be. Yeah, I mean how uh, not, yeah, how much efficiency you lose yeah. <laughs> through the whole process, and yeah. what you're really paying for, and then and then which comes the next topic. Hey, let's put the batteries in my garage, put some solar powered, um or solar panels on on the roof, and charge my batteries for free. Mm-hmm. And you basically are charging your batteries with solar inside your house, and then you charge your car with the batteries that you have inside your house. But are you saying you're against that? Well, there is. Or you have issues with it? I don't know. Well, I don't know yet, okay. really, but it definitely doesn't it's not comforting. Why? Well, I mean, think about as
1: it. Uh, why not? I mean, uh, again, I, I know someone who wants to do it, is planning on doing it. They probably art will do it, but you not yeah, yet.
0: I you know, I'm I'm wondering how you can what the safety mechanisms are, mm-hmm. how You know, you putting this thing in your house, right? Your kids could be at home while you're away, and if this thing goes up in flames, Mm -hmm. it's true. It really is a big, big thing, right? I mean, would you do that?
1: Yeah, as what what does that be called, like a tail risk? Yeah. And it's it's really funny because people. I mean, let's flip. When I look at right now, people ask me about Tesla and whether they should buy it because they really, really want to because they see the upside potential of it from a stock perspective i look at it like there's so much downside perspective and people have a hard time grasping that and i think it's the same thing on this battery same yeah. thing it's like there's think of the upside potential and then you as the engineer who understands more of like the battery and explosive potentials yeah it's you see it uh, on that risk factor so i think a lot of people don't understand possibly just fact on the stock they don't understand the risk factors and on the on these uh, certain new technologies they don't understand the
0: risk factors as well it's funny because that kind of uh, reminds me of Taleb. Taleb is one of the guys both Travis and I really like and listen to and read his books. And he, he has this book called Anti-Fragile. And uh, in that book, he he talks about how we every, see everything kind of backwards. And the way I'm kind of paraphr- par- paraphrasing here, um, he says that, you know, um, for all the possibilities that are out there when when you're doing something we only see what happens as the probable outcome but really the probable outcome a lot of times could be something really negative and destructive and so <laughs> i wonder if that's the case with the electric cars
1: yeah i don't ex- exactly i think as we kind of mold it over right now um It's definitely still new, right?
0: But Uh, there's quite a few of them out there.
1: But I guess it has been around since the 80s or 70s, whatever you're saying, like them trying. But it's true. I will admit this. There are a lot of cars out there right now. It it
0: seems like it's going fairly well. And it's pretty safe. Yeah. Uh, However, you know, Tesla has got so much um, confidence in their their AI and their autonomous driving now with the new update that just came out. There was a new update that, made the autonomous driving much better if you get the certain package of some sort. But, you know, point being that Tesla is now trying to insure their own cars. Oh, yeah. Because of all these added security, they say, um, with their autonomous driving. But, I mean, that seems more How like... How much market share is that? Driving? That's what I was
1: going you know, to... Market cap addition. I, I view, It just seems more like a, a PR than anything. Like... Musk every time what he's so good at doing, you know he's the new Steve Jobs. I know you're not quite the Apple fan like yeah. I am, but I feel like what what he always does every time and he does it so well is every time they're announcing something and I'm sure he'll do it with the battery event as well. He'll announce something that is coming two three years away that is pretty great, um, mm-hmm. but it's just not ready yet in terms. So he's really good at that PR thing. Uh, and obviously everyone will talk about it you know um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are other people who also always get talked about but um uh, point is what i'm trying to get at with this whole issue is the insurance issue it sounds more like a headline than a real valuation at the end of the day it's, it was
0: just something to boost the market the share the stock
1: just like the stock split right it's fine like that's how you do it that's the game but ultimately, I don't think they're gonna like sign everyone up for that insurance because a lot of insurance companies, like people have their house insured, their cars insured, their jewelry insured. They're sorry, they're already tied in with someone else. I don't know why all of a sudden they would pull away and just. Uh, well, Tesla
0: it. says they're probably gonna give the best rates that anyone could.
1: But everyone else is offering bundles. I'm not the insurance person, but at the end of the day. I would think someone who is gonna be bundling all of my insurances together would ultimately give the best price total yep. versus one that's separate.
0: However, it is a interesting interesting way to, you know, get more attention and more shares sold.
1: Oh, absolutely. And up the up the yeah. price on the shares. Well, yeah, because everyone will look at it and they'll extrapolate four or five years in the future what an insurance company can be worth. Therefore they'll add in $20 billion because <laughs> I don't know. I well, can't even, I can't fathom all that's too, to Well, to me Let's
0: talk about their market cap, sure. Travis. So, what are they worth right now? I, you know, I'd have to look again. Right? It's up 7% today, or 9 or 10%. Markets was,
1: closed eight minutes ago. We'll get a rough, rough, uh, you know, I mean, basically $340 billion, uh according to this right now.
0: Yeah, $340 billion. Ooh. And, and how much is GM worth and Ford worth? Oh,
1: 50. Am I even close to that? I mean, actually, no, at GM, I think it's just, I looked yesterday at it. Uh, we're at GM is $45 billion,
0: 40, almost $46 billion. And then Ford is about uh, $27.71 billion. Yeah. And so does this even make sense? I mean, Ford's been around for so long. And then... They've been making how many models? I mean <laughs> they don't just make a sedan and a SUV and a small little car. They they make trucks, they make you know, cargo vans. I mean you name it, they make it. I mean Well that's what I if you combine GM and Ford, Tesla still has more market cap than than GM and Ford combined. Oh, 100%. I mean, it it obviously
1: doesn't make sense. I don't know of any... um, If you read most of the analysts, really, all of them... I shouldn't say all of them. A lot of them look at this as just nonsense. There's so many headlines that don't understand it. And I agree. I I don't think it makes sense at this price level. Right? And I just think... and
0: they say, you know, it's based on valuations.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. If you can reach into the future and everything works out perfectly... Uh, I'm not saying you can't get to this number, but you're, you're just taking a lot of future possibilities and making it work out exactly this way. Now, well, uh, will it happen? That's the question.
0: I mean, if you were to take Volkswagen, which is a huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge company, mm-hmm. right? GM and Ford mm-hmm. combine all these three. Mm-hmm. These are the big guys, right? Um, you still have less market cap than Tesla. So what's going on? I mean, well, is that's this just, ludicrous or what? Yeah,
1: well, it is ludicrous. I what's mean, the, I think even, even it's all, of course, it's ludicrous. That's the stock market. This is what the Internet boom was, the tech, the tech boom and all this stuff. Um, it's absolutely it's definitely ludicrous. But as long as people are willing to pay for it, um, it's, it is what it is, right? So that's what you're really fighting. I don't think today you're really fighting or owning it for, um, I think a lot, I think this is true. People are buying (coughs) Tesla, people are buying Tesla not just because of the potential of its valuation. They're buying it for the potential of what people think the stock will do. And there's a, there's a huge gap between, you know, uh, what, you know, retail investors are doing and what the actual stock is worth. So I think a lot of, I think it comes back down personally. Um, but yeah, like in my mind I look at valuation as saying Musk I don't know the exact dates now. I didn't look at this, but what did you say? Worth four hundred and twenty dollars a share. This is before the split. So that today that would be a hundred and five dollars. Um last year. <laughs> so fine. You wanna give it a bit more, maybe it's worth one fifty to two hundred. I don't know how they're one gonna get, year. I mean in a are year, Are you gonna double in one and year? And what did they really do from from last year? Like uh, have they really changed things that much i don't think so
0: (laughs) yeah it's kind of funny it's it's now 364 dollars yeah which if you multiply it by four is the original price right yeah so so right now it's almost four times almost i mean it's what uh 60 bucks short of four times what elon musk himself said was what yep was it was worth last year?
1: Yep, almost. But he was so basically divide not, that by four. That's not what it was worth. That's what he's worth. That's what he was almost suggesting as a sale price at the time. Because I forget the tweet, but he had said something like, "There's interest of someone buying our company at four hundred and twenty dollars." And obviously, it was a nudge, wink at four twenty for all you weed smokers. <laughs> um, but I think it was also a suggested the price out there what someone could buy Tesla for. Even though it was, I don't even know what his price is. I'd have to, I'm not gonna check my notes. I don't really care that much. But let's say it was $350 at that time. He was trying to sell it for 420 At the end of the day, uh, I just, if, if Musk was willing or even open to selling it for that price, and today it's almost, it's three times that. Yeah. What is going on here? Again, I think it's people that are buying the stock because they're gaming other people. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. i don't think they're gaming the valuation anymore i don't think it's really about the stock's valuation and what musk is doing i think it's just about people uh, anticipating you know the human behavior and the the nut, it's crazy here so I, that's why at 500 i had a short it it's not only valuation but eventually you know then it's going to it's going to hurt some of those people who uh don't understand it, anything here
0: <laughs> well which kind of it's kind of interesting cuz nikola now has The backing of gm yeah which gives them um which gives them the ability to mass produce
1: you would think but it's like anything i mean uh from me as an outside as an outside person who doesn't understand engineering like you once they get the money does that solve their problem
0: now no no never i mean tesla has got plenty of money they still can't mass produce this stuff exactly so, I mean, but I do
1: think I do think it can chip away at Tesla at that one to two, I don't know,
0: three percent. So now let's let's take that into account. Nikola comes out with chipping away three mm-hmm. percent, let's say, and then there's Lucid Motors chipping mm-hmm. away at the Model uh Model S and the Model X, mm-hmm. and then there's Rivian mm-hmm. chipping away, the, away at the Model X and the. And Possibly the, the Y. Truck.
1: Exactly. It's definitely a truck in the Y because they have and like the, that. Range the Y look. is the
0: weird one, right? It's yeah. like, how many people do I know by crossovers like that? It's not really an SUV, it's not really a sedan. What are we doing with that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't I mean, yeah, it's certainly not for me. Uh it must fit some family's profile. I mean, I don't think he would have done it. Especially, I mean, especially him. Like he knows like his markets that he's going into, but That must fit that, just obviously the in-between, the 3 and the X, clearly. Um, But crossovers, I think, are big sellers, aren't they, in general? Yeah,
0: yeah, they're pretty big. I just...
1: Can't put down the market demand because it's there.
0: Yeah, of course, yep. Anyways, uh, we're going to be wrapping it up here as we got less than a minute left now. Um,
1: We're trying to keep it under 30 minutes, right?
0: Yep, yep. And we're at 29 minutes and some seconds. I don't know
1: if we always talk about electric cars in the future or the stocks or the engineering we're kind of uh i guess next episode will be a next episode
0: and we'll be looking forward to everyone's comments and suggestions and we'll definitely take that into account for what our coming uh podcast will be like
1: yep and we are sponsored by nobody we're just happy to spend some time together
0: (laughs) yeah all right Till next time metalheads.